And good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. Joining me right now, Dr. Rusty Shavey, founder of Emmaus Health. He's also service chief for the Department of Family Medicines at the University of Michigan. He practices general family medicine, but has expertise in inpatient medicine and in complex chronic illness, most specifically cardiovascular disease. He's also a member of the board at Father Gable Richard High School. And uh, Rusty, good to have you here. Thanks. Thanks, Al. It's a pleasure to be here. We are here to tell people about this uh, event. It's the 25th Annual Rose Mass. This is uh, done under the auspices of the Lansing Guild of the Catholic Medical Association. I venture to say that a significant number of our listeners didn't know there was such a thing as a Catholic Medical Association or a Rose Mass. So give us some history. Sure. Interestingly, if you look back, the Catholic Medical Association at one point um, was one of the largest medical organizations in the country. And, of course, as has happened with the faith, you saw a shrinking of the membership. And I think at one point it was unclear if it would even remain. But it has really rebounded nicely. Uh, Now I think we're up to several thousand members. uh, And and typically, even at the national meeting, uh, they'll get very good turnout. Um, it's an organization of Catholic healthcare professionals, and I say that to distinguish it from the Association of, of Catholic Healthcare Institutions, like the hospitals and those organizations. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, this is healthcare professionals, and any Catholic healthcare professional who would like to come to this event would be welcome. It's not just physicians, but any healthcare professional could come. And really, the idea is it's really about, in part, it's about fellowship, and it's about being aware of who the other Catholic healthcare professionals are. You may have neighbors or coworkers you don't even know. Yeah. This gives you an opportunity to meet them. And it's also about learning. Yeah. Um, and we typically have a speaker, and uh, we have a particularly uh, uh, expert panel of speakers this year, <laughs> uh, which we can talk about. In fact, maybe I should be interviewing you, Al, uh, about uh, oh. uh, the speakers. Well, Father this Peter event. Ryan is very good. <laughs> <laughs> but, he uh, is. Father Peter and I will be the speakers for this uh discussion. And the focus is Catholic medicine and the media. Yes. Yeah. And I'm actually excited about being, you know, being part of this. It should be, by the way, the Mass is at Christ the King uh, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And then the dinner that follows is at Fox Hills Country Club uh, on North Territorial in Plymouth. And more information is available. Uh, We'll have it linked at our site at AveMariaRadio.net. And you can also register at cmalansing at gmail.com. Uh, so how how often is this, this is an annual event? It is. I yeah. still remember moving back to Ann Arbor, um, 1997, and uh, we had the, uh, the beginnings of the desire to develop a guild, and we did. And really one of our first events was a Rose Mass, okay. and we have done it every year since. Uh, and uh, I think it's been a great gathering. It's been an opportunity, as I said, for fellowship and for people to recommit uh, to the principles of Catholic health care. And certainly now, I think those principles are under a greater assault than they uh, have ever been. And so it's an opportunity to figure out how other people are dealing with a, a culture that's hostile to the faith and uh, and to develop fellowship, and in this case, to learn a little bit about uh, the media and how the media has handled some medical information, certainly coming out of COVID, yeah. but regarding other yeah. issues as well. Yeah, yeah. Th- it's it, Catholic uh, healthcare workers at this time in our history. Uh, in the past, it, they were always regarded uh, uh, highly. Um, there was tremendous respect. 
But now being Catholic actually causes some people to wonder if Catholic faith and the scientific practice of medicine are compatible even. Absolutely. You know? And certainly from our faith perspective, faith and reason is is you know fundamental to yeah. our to our faith. Exactly. And the God who inspires science is the God who inspires faith, and they can't be in conflict with each other. But I think the practical understanding and application of that often gets lost. Yeah. Uh, that they really do need to to work well together. And uh, you mentioned about uh, healthcare professionals being revered. I think historically we have been, and in the first days of COVID. You know, the, those people who were going in to take care of patients yeah. were the heroes, yeah. our healthcare yeah. heroes. I'm not sure if that lasted very long uh, before the the politics set in. Yeah. And then everyone was, uh, was the, the reputation was, which yeah. side are you on? Uh, uh, and and so, so often that's yeah. what happens. It becomes tribal. Yes. And it, it's no longer an attempt to um, establish truth or falsity. It's a matter of whose side are you on, right? And the, the whole the the COVID experience has really been has done great damage, I think, uh, to the body of Christ and uh, to certainly to uh, American um, solidarity in general. Yeah, it's funny. I had a patient uh, who came in just loaded for bear, ready to unload about science and healthcare and and everything that he had. And, yeah. And as I was trying to to um, uh, describe both sides of it, he said, how can you be on both sides? And I said, well, because I get criticized by both sides. <laughs> and he stepped back. He said, I guess that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, this is, I mean, this is one of those situations now where even in this, in this uh, field, which is, uh, exists for the alleviation of human suffering, even that task is now been um, stained by politicization. And uh, that's obviously what we're trying to avoid uh, in our conversation. Yeah. And, and there, you know, the distrust of science existed prior to COVID, yeah. but COVID and, and the media and so forth hastened that. Um, and I, I see patients who formerly would get flu shots, for example, yeah. who no longer want to get them. So this yeah. is not just suspicion about the COVID vaccine, but about flu shots. I have patients who no longer want to take their medication for diabetes or hypertension because they don't trust the healthcare field and the, the medical profession. Yeah. And and so I think the way things were portrayed in the media yeah. uh, really uh, made this much harder for us. Yeah, yeah. And in, again, you have the opioid crisis, yes. uh, which again, uh, physicians... Uh, Take some of the blame for. I mean, I, I part of, and I think maybe part of this too is that we have extravagant expectations for what we expect from the medical establishment. Um, you know, when the CDC made a mistake early on, uh, that kind of, in many people's minds, that was unforgivable. Uh, there was no awareness that we're all we we're all facing. Uh, an open-ended situation here. We're not entirely certain how this is going to play out. And it was as though the CDC somehow should have known ahead of time what could only be known through experience. Right. And, I don't, yeah, I don't fault anybody for yeah. the mistakes they made early on. Right. I, in fact, you and I may have had this conversation, but 
but I look at some of those mistakes as hustle fouls. You know, you may have yeah. somebody on the basketball court who's not very talented, but they're trying really hard, yeah. and they just have some hustle fouls. You can kind of accept those. And I can accept the hustle fouls of anybody in public health or medicine at the early part of the COVID uh, epidemic yeah. uh, and pandemic. But as you as we went on, politics wasn't just uh, the perception. I think what we're seeing to some degree is it became the reality yeah. of the message that was distributed by the media. Right. And that really made it much harder. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And actually, I'll be referring to those things uh, in my presentation. I suspect that Father Peter will be uh, doing something similar. And he's also going to talk, Al, about the, the sort of the Catholic theology of the of the image of the person. And so yeah. as we think about health care and what we're hearing uh, from the media about uh, a, vari- a wide variety of different topics, how does the Catholic perception, the theology of the self, how does that play out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're talking to uh, Dr. Rusty Shavey. He is... Uh, here talking about the upcoming annual Rose Mass. It's the 25th. It's the Lansing Guild with the Catholic Medical Association. And uh, it's coming up Saturday, March 18th at 4.30 p.m. There'll be Mass at Christ the King uh, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Then there'll be a dinner and discussion afterwards at Fox Hills Country Club. Uh, I'll be making a presentation there on Catholic medicine and media. Uh, Father Peter Ryan will be uh, making a presentation on the uh, Catholic understanding of the person. And uh, what else goes on with these things? Uh, As I said, a lot of fellowship, really. Uh, I remember I've recounted this story many times, but Roger Anderberg, who was one of the founders of the local guild. Yeah, Roger's a friend. And he said to me, I think we need to keep coming so this keeps happening. Uh, Because if we don't have these types of forums to get together and to connect then they they dissipate, then we lose any sense of the community around what is so important to us. You've got to show up. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's you can't you can't draw on the um, support that is available to you uh, through fellowship if you're not participating in fellowship. You've right. got to show up. And we've become a we've become a society that doesn't join organizations anymore. Yeah. But some organizations are worth joining and worth supporting. And maybe I'm biased, but I think this is one of those organizations. I agree. The Lansing Guild of the Catholic Medical Association is inviting healthcare workers to the 25th annual Rose Mass Saturday, March 18th. This is the week uh, from tomorrow, right? It is, absolutely. And so uh, what I would say, if anyone is interested, if you... Uh, because it's only a week away, we only have about 24 more hours for people to sign up. Oh, so good heavens. If you want to seize this opportunity to hear Al Cresta, free-range Al Cresta, <laughs> uh, uh, then uh, sign up now. Uh, I think we have about 24 more hours. Very good. Uh, so you can uh, register at CMA Lansing. That's Catholic Medical Association. CMA Lansing at gmail.com. Are healthcare professionals not merely, not just Catholics, but are healthcare professionals generally feeling under siege? Yes, I, and it's it's one of those things where you know you you read your provincial literature, right? You read the literature that's relevant to your field, and, yeah. and everything that you read now is about healthcare professionals being burned out and and. Uh, 
you know, all of this. And you have to take it in context because if I were in another field, perhaps accountants are equally as burned yeah. out or radio show hosts sure. or, or yeah. whatnot. But absolutely. And I think, I think COVID uh, took what was already brewing and just made it a lot worse. Uh, and some of it is not unique to being a Catholic healthcare professional. The distrust of science yeah. is there from either side. Yeah. Um, the distrust is there, and everybody feels that. Plus, you know, you have all of the economic models that make healthcare uh, a challenge, and all the administrative bureaucracy. And I think absolutely, healthcare professionals are feeling under siege from a lot of different areas. Yeah. Uh, is there? Um, it's difficult to see. Uh, exactly how this uh, this problem is overcome. It may simply be a matter of time. But I, I mean, I, people continue to, people continue uh, their suspicion of the healthcare establishment, as they put it. And I don't see that that's changing. I think it comes down to trust. And trust, as you know, is earned, yeah. not freely given. Yeah. Um, you know, if I look at Emmaus, for example, I tell our patients that we are pro-vaccine because I think in most cases vaccines can save lives. Sure. So I view vaccines as a pro-life intervention. Not all of my patients would agree with that. Right. Um, but so we accept them in the practice. We respect them. We don't change our philosophy, but we respect them. Yeah. And over time, um, I have had patients who, be, who have said, you know, I may not trust healthcare, but I trust you. Yeah. And and if you're convinced that I should do this or that, then I may follow through. And so I think we just have to stick with it yeah. and develop the trust. Rusty, time is up. So thank you so much. Thank you, Al. Yeah. I look forward to I look forward to hearing from you in a week. Thank you. <laughs>